Welcome on into Good Time Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Carson. Join with me today, producing, believe it or not, Colin Brown and also co-hosting like always. We are on episode 29. Coming at you live. We're going to be talking about MLB today. We're going to be talking some Masters, UFC fight, NFL, some big news there and trade blocks going on there. NHL playoffs are coming up and so is the NBA. And as always, we're going to finish it in this day in sports. Well, let's get into it. Baseball is so fun. I love watching it. It's a great sport. Great sport. For those of y'all listening, I'm actually rocking a uh, Montreal Expo jersey today. Colin, rocking a polo. <laughs> See, I was here last week <laughs> rocking a Seattle Mariners jersey of Ken Griffey Jr., and I was the only one in the studio. So you know what? I'll take that today. I am rocking a polo. I'm looking professional because this is a professional game we're talking about here. Yeah, so. Well, let's get on into it. With uh, you want to start with the standings? Sure thing. Go Why ahead. Not? We'll start with the standings. We'll go uh, American League East. Tampa Bay just unstoppable. Ten and zero now uh, at the recording of this podcast. Off to a great start. I, I mean, with how they're playing now, it's just another World Series run at this point. So me and you, when we were making our predictions for the divisions and all that, we mentioned the Rays, and we were kind of sitting there. We were like, yeah, we respect them, but we didn't know if they were necessarily going to win the division. Yeah, man, they are making us eat our words right now. 10-game winning streak, plus 58 run differential, the Mm -hmm. best in baseball, obviously. I mean, you can't say nothing more. Yeah, I mean, and Yankees and Blue Jays right behind them, nipping at the heels, but Tampa Bay clearly dominating. And then followed by those two, you got Boston, and then uh, the Orioles leading behind on there. But yeah, we'll get we'll get more into Tampa Bay here in a little bit. Uh, moving on over to the Central, uh, at least from the time of these, I believe Minnesota is still in the lead. Correct uh, me if I'm wrong. Cleveland has Cleveland a half game. Cleveland has, okay. Half game. Let me pull up. Oh, here May need to refresh it, because uh, when I put it in, what was it yesterday? But yeah. Let's see here. Uh, while he looks that up, Cleveland I'll, I'll is. Let you leading. jump into it. Yeah, go. you got it pulled up. I don't know what's going on with mine. So, yep, Cleveland is currently leading the Central Division with a half game lead over the Minnesota Twins. Both of our picks to win the Central Division, uh, followed by the Chicago White Sox, a couple games back, uh, the Kansas City Royals and the Detroit Tigers round out the Central Division. A lot to talk about with the White Sox, especially an injury to Tim Anderson. <sighs> Big blow. Big blow. But we will be talking about them later in the show. Is your thing pulled up? Or I got it pulled up now. Okay, I'm ready. Ahead. All right. So we got, yep, we already talked about Tim Anderson, Kansas City, Detroit, and Detroit struggling. Their batting lineup is, I, I don't want him to sound Detroit. <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. No, it's, it's not It's not who you want to lead. They are the equivalent of the Pistons in basketball. They mm-hmm. are not great. <laughs> Moving on over to the AL West, the Rangers leading it off. Unstoppable pitching, at least when you first see the lineup. When batters go through the second time, they tend to figure out what's going on real quick. So they got some stuff to work on there. But good news, hitting's fantastic. So that's how you're going to win games and having way better pitching than last year. So uh, followed behind them is the Angels, uh, Shohei and Trout, just being Shohei and Trout basically for that team. 
So Houston, uh, right now in third. They were one of my uh, do or die teams, especially both of ours. Yeah, it's, yours especially. But yeah. mine, I'm in. I'm in it with you. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and I mean for how they've retained most of their team from last year, I don't know what the hell is going on at this point. I would just say <sighs> it's the beginning. It is. So we're ten games in, roughly, and I mean we're real high right now in Tampa Bay, right? They're on that ten game win streak. I mean, are I'll, we expecting them to go 162 and 0? I, I, yes. I would. <laughs> yes, we are. Are, yes, are we? we th- are. are we? Is that the real yes. early prediction now yes. for us? Staking our claim right here. <laughs> you heard it here. Take it to Vegas. <laughs> put all of the house on it. Yeah. Oh Lord, I don't know about that one. Uh, followed after Houston, uh, man, Seattle. We had a tough one yesterday. Uh, Jared Kelnick getting his first home run the ninth inning to send us to extras against mm-hmm. the Cubbies. And we fell short. Uh, I think, again, just pitching, it's what's going to come down to. I think we have a solid hitting lineup. We may look to add an, potentially another hitter uh, later towards the trade deadline. But, yeah, right now we're not playing up to our potential. Would you rather add another hitter or invest in pitching? Well, the thing is, is we already have so much invested in pitching thanks to the Robbie Ray trade, who at this point I'm not even sure if he's our fourth best starter. So I would guess hitting just – you know, at this Try point, to get some people on base, I mean, move move some people around. Are you wanting power? Or are you wanting contact? Well, listen, you score runs and you win ball games that way. And right now, we're in the business of trying to win ball games. So let's get some home runs. Let's get some deep ball hitters because I think we have a Chicks lot of guys. Dig the long ball, they do. And excuse me, I think we have a lot of guys that can get on base pretty effectively. We may just need some more power. You you got some speed for sure. Yes. I mean, I'm not shoot. Even the Rangers this year have mm-hmm. a lot of speed too, which has helped tremendously. For example, uh, Josh Smith, before he got injured, taking a a pitch right to the face, fastball right there. Thankfully, all he needed was some stitches there. But he's one of their fast guys out there for sure, for at least the Rangers. Uh, I mean, for Seattle, besides his power hitting, I mean, Julio, man, he got wheels. Yeah, he does. Um, Kelnick's also a guy who can fly mm-hmm. a little bit. Yep. Um JP in the hole of the shortstop. I've seen him make some incredible mm-hmm. plays. I wouldn't necessarily put him next to Trey Turner, but no. I mean, he's definitely got... <laughs> He's definitely got some wheels of his own, and yeah, it's not much more you can ask for. Yeah, and then uh, as always in every year, uh, death taxes and Oakland's in last uh, <laughs> out in the West. So, Jeez, man. <laughs> was that was that too blunt? No, no, it's no, it's right on the money. It's just Oakland, man. I, they he, need to move at this point, rebuild. It's well, okay. So you've had the Warriors put them in Vegas. The Warriors moved out of Oakland to San Francisco. The Raiders moved from Oakland to Vegas, as you just mentioned. The A's are not much farther away than they've they've already been in talks and stuff like that on looking at moving at this point. Oakland is just there's not a market there. Even when you had a game with sh- opening day, Shohei Otani and Trout there, you could not fill a stadium. I'm sorry, Oakland, you're not a sports town. Yeah, especially since that is the only game in town. And the fact that you couldn't even load up. With how big that stadium is and how how many years has it do we see that their top row of seats is always has those little uh oh look, here's our Oakland seat covers that permanently cover basically these sections. Yeah. I mean it's really nice looking at Ricky Henderson and all the other yeah A's legends, but Yeah, that that's about the last time you've been relevant. All since Moneyball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently Moneyball couldn't even save you <laughs> to bring in people. Good lord. Moving on over to the NL. East, we'll start out with uh, Atlanta. Man, Atlanta's doing good. Brave's going to brave. Brave's going to brave. Got to love it. 
Mets right behind them, nipping at their heels. Uh, Mets took a big blow, though, losing Justin Berlander. Oh. Yeah, he's still in the IL. We I, I talked about it a little bit last week. I know you have, weren't here to mm-hmm. talk about it, but that is a huge blow yep. to potentially there. I mean, granted, it's not for forever. Um, they're gonna kind of kind of just monitor his I, situation. I mean, right. they still have Scherzer, right? So, but, but it's better to have Scherzer and, and Verlander. Yeah, so definitely it's not something you like to see if you're a Mets fan. Yep. Followed behind them is Philly. Yeah, they rebounded. They're yeah. no longer the worst team in baseball. That's true. <laughs> that is true. So let them kind of catch up a little bit. And then Miami right behind them, but don't worry. Apparently, they got something cooking is what players were saying. They've, they've been saying that for so long. Who is – I'm blanking on the pitcher. It starts with an A. Uh, Alcantara, uh, Alcantara, is that how you pronounce his name? Sure. He's their ace. He He's an absolute stud. He's like one of the best pitchers in baseball, and he his career is – going to be damn near meaningless if he stays in Miami with the way their roster's constructed. Well, shoot, even Jazz over there. I mean... Yeah, Jazz Chisholm, too. I mean, they've got two premier... Star- Jazz is so great for the sport of baseball. And and don't get me wrong, Miami is... They're, they're a fun team at times. But they're not a winning team. No. Which is where you have the problem with such likable players being at them, right? Because that's kind of where it's... Sure, you're going to be a legend at that for that team down the road, but it's not going to help you long-term get championships, get rings, things like that. And that's what a lot of players will desire. And that's... I'm willing to bet they won't stay long. I mean, and that's the thing. Miami, you know, they did the whole rebranding thing a couple years ago. Bro, they have some of the best City Connect jerseys out there. And they're such a... They're in a great market, as you mentioned, Miami. Mm -hmm. Great jerseys. Mm-hmm. They just they got to build a winner. They have yeah. to, and it's it's tough because you have those historically great franchises: the Braves, the Mets, and the Phillies. Yep. Even the Nationals, heck, won a World Series not too long ago. So who uh, are, by the way, in last of the East? Well, tied for last, but yeah, yeah well. <laughs> them in the Marlins. Yep. So, but they'll be fine. Listen, Marlins, give them some time. Uh, get some you know ownership in there, or not ownership, but leadership in there. Mm-hmm. I think they'll. They'll be on the upswing, hopefully sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Moving on over to the Central, we got Boston. Man, they are got something brewing. Put them tisk. You said Central and Boston. I'm confused. NL? Or not Boston. <laughs> Milwaukee. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, wait a minute. Say Boston. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Boston yeah. Bruins hockey. I had That's what I had going in my head. Okay. <laughs> Well, I know this is normally the time we talk hockey. I know we switched <laughs> it up you today. You threw it off on me. <laughs> but you know what? We're going baseball. We're talking baseball to start, and we're talking about the Brewers. Brewers. Yep. Milwaukee. Cool. Look at you. I know a little baseball, a little something, something. We'll see if the stance. But I like what the Brewers are showing so far. Bro, their pitching is so good. What so I'm saying. Good. What I'm saying. Like it. I. I can't complain. I got nothing. I got nothing. Even when they look like meh, they're still they're going to be pitching better than most people in the league. You know how we always talk in football? There's always that one team that doesn't have the sexiest offense in the world, yet they continue to win and somehow sneak into the playoffs. It's going to be Milwaukee. I think it, I think that's the division. Yep. I think it is. Followed by them, we got the Pirates. Their hitting's good. I don't like their bullpen too much. They got some good key elements in there, but it's... They're young. Yeah. They're really young. And the injury to O'Neill Cruz... Yes. Devastating for them. So 
Do we want to talk about that now or do we want to wait? We'll break it down whenever we get to the okay. injury list. So, because there was a whole fight thing and it we'll get shouldn't it. have happened. Anyways, we'll uh, followed by the, the Pirates, we have the Cubbies, Chicago. Damn you, Chicago. <laughs> you know, <sighs> yeah, I, I don't know what to say about Chicago. Chicago is always, it, they're either good or they're not. And then right now they're real in between. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Stroman is one of the better pitchers in baseball. I think he, I think they've got elements there, kind of similar to Miami. Yeah. They just have a better record at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't think, and with all due respect, Chicago, I don't think they're going to be above 500 come season's end. No. We'll see. They're, they're too, they're too inconsistent. Right. Very. At, at the beginning. Again, we're talking about the beginning right now. So mm-hmm. There's tons of games to be played, so that can change at any given point. But from what we're seeing right now, inconsistent. Yes. I would agree. So after that, we got Cincinnati Reds. Uh, it's the Reds. Hey, they won four games. You know, hey, power to you. You're doing better than the Cardinals. Yeah. I, who I, <laughs> I liked them. You did. But apparently, <laughs> they suck. I don't know what's going on there. It's 10 games in, so I won't put the suck. I know. I feel them. bad that I'm like judging this early. Because, but uh, but that's baseball doing. too, right? That's what we're doing. Yeah. That's what through ten games they've I spoke highly of you and now you're just making me you're not put making, a foot in my mouth. Yeah, but I don't like you because of this. <laughs> I spoke highly, damn it. And listen, it could be flipped tw- uh twenty games from it now. It better be. Get it together. <laughs> I think that they'll have a lot of talent. I do not expect the Cardinals to finish last place in this division by any means. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's been a rough start for them for sure. Moving on over to the NL West. Holy cow, Arizona. The Diamondbacks, baby. Dude. Hi. All I'm saying is... Out of this... Whole, I listen. I, I would not have thought they would be leading. You know, a certain somebody visited their stadium recently. Oh, yeah? I think I think just good luck just follows wherever this person goes. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not going to take credit for everything, but uh, I, I think that person should... Um, Visit more stadiums and get, you know, paid access to go to these stadiums in order to inspire. And a guest pass for him to take that too, his that co-host. Too. Yes, with that him. too. That too. Yeah. That way he can cross <laughs> off that bucket list. <laughs> Very quickly. Very quickly. But yeah, no, Diamondbacks looking good. I, oh, pitching's good. Hitting's good. I, yeah. They're just, they're, you know what they are? They're a young team that doesn't know they're not supposed to be good. Perfect. I like it. That's what they are. Keep running with it. <laughs> That's what they are. I got no I, issues. Keep doing it. I don't know how long it will last, but it's it works. So, yep. followed by them are the Padres and Dodgers jointly tied in for second place. Bro, they'll be all right. Padres, what are you doing with that much talent? They, their pitching is not been up to par, and I think they're one of the many teams that are trying to get used to this pitch clock. And I'm going to just say something real quick, too, about their pitching. Uh, you, Darvish, uh, when two people bunt on you, uh, just go make a play. Don't let it try to roll out. You're talking about that game against, uh, was it Arizona or was it? Uh, I just happened today. Oh, two got in the same inning, two hitters bunt, goes down the third baseline, fair, just stops. And they're like, oh, it's going to roll out. It's going to roll out. Nope, it didn't. Stayed fair twice. Yeah. Got to really bust it out. You know, get all the, give it the old uh, hustle, yeah. as they call it. <laughs> I mean, I get you're like, oh, let's just wait for it to roll out because there's another runner on the other bag. But you tell him. You tell him. Look what happened to you now. Yeah. Now, the Dodgers, 
they're a really interesting. Calling you out, me. you Darvish. <laughs> the Dodgers are a really interesting uh, tale for me because obviously they're loaded with talent. I think most people had them winning the division, if not the Padres. Yep. And they currently have a plus 24 run differential, which is the best in the National League. Yep. They and they got to get second. together. <laughs> they got to get it together. They really do. Uh, I think they're better than this. They will play better than this. Yeah. But they're just not the same team that we've co- known to come to fruition over these last five years or so. Yeah. And they, th- they got some work. They do. And I think, uh, you know, because they lost some pitchers uh, in free agency. Mm-hmm. They dealt with some pitching injuries. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. Who didn't start the year? For, was it Bueller or is it? I'm blanking on the pitcher, but a really key pitcher for them is not there. And Julio Urias, um, I had to start for him. I just think the Dodgers need to get healthy, need to get their mind right because they're just they're talented clearly, but they're just not executing at the high elite level that we know them to execute at. Yeah, true. So, gotta figure it out. That's all I can really say. That's all I can keep saying. Yeah, followed by the Rockies and the Giants. So, which yeah, it's speaking of if Giants, <laughs> you want to send me to your ballpark, I will happily <laughs> attend because that is one that I, I I just I saw an overhead look of the Giants ballpark. You just like it? I just I that's one park that I'm like I need to go to. So, speaking of Tampa Bay, uh, going back to them just being fantastic and good, mm-hmm. uh, they're the first team since 1884 with a run differential of more than 50 over their first nine games of the season. They're also the first team in, I know it's 20-plus years, maybe 30-plus years, that's gone 10-0 to start a season. Yeah. Just just to kind of put that in perspective, for 1884, uh, the mound was 50 feet from home. Nice. And it was the first year pitchers were allowed to throw overhead. Nice. Learning history. I mean, hey, listen, we are good time sports. We're all about the time. I got it. Hey, I'm trying to tie in a little bit more with some sports history in here, you know? There we go. Uh, do we want to get into the uh, cruise? Well, yeah, so the injuries in general. But yeah. yes, it, it, cruise is one of them. Uh, O'Neill Cruz fractured his ankle. Real awkward slide at home plate. Uh, bench is cleared after it. Here, here's the deal. I'm not going to say it's the catcher's fault because if you actually, if you watch the play and you go back and you watch it slowed down, the catcher is jumping up in the air to catch the ball to come back down. O'Neill Cruz, you could see it almost like he got caught in his mind. Like, do I want to slide? Do I want to try to run for it? And you could tell he, it, he tripped himself up basically. Like he's like, it, it was that weird. Bang, in bang. Beto- yeah. It was that weird in between on what do I do? And it's just one of those things. Bench is cleared after it. I mean, look, I get it. But at the same time, man, it is what it is. It's a freak thing. He is uh, anticipate he will, will be returning to action in four, four months. months. Yep, and he had a, yeah fractured fibula, is what it was. Tony Gonsolin, that's the pitcher I was thinking. Oh, okay, enough. Uh, sprain left ankle. Uh, okay. Yeah, he threw a Dodger spring training, but according to Roberts, he's slow going in his recovery. His timetable has been pushed back to early May. Yep, and then uh, Boston suffers with Adam Duvall with a broken wrist. Not good. So we'll see. We'll see how long he'll be out for. Tim Anderson uh, placed on the ten day injured list with a left knee sprain. Yep. I saw this play. Uh, freak injury. Uh, the Twins. I forget who the runner was, but basically he was caught in a pickle, and Anderson was playing third base. Yep. 
at that point. Mm-hmm. And they made a weird throw trying to get him out um, yeah. when they really couldn't. And Anderson went for the ball to his right, and the runner basically ran into his leg just trying to slide into base. Again, one of those bang-bang plays. It's unfortunate, but um, yeah. So Yeah, just a... Just so again, a lot of these like injuries right now are just the real awkward, like just how they are and how it's done. So, yeah, Joe Kelly was also placed oh, yeah. on the 15 day IL list uh, Monday with a right groin strain. Dang. So that's another blow to the White Sox hope. Uh, Carlos Correa was scratched from Monday's lineup due to continued middle back tightness yep. um, stemming from an awkward play at home plate during the Twins win over the Astros this past Saturday. Uh, he wasn't in the lineup Tuesday either. Just something to monitor, um, especially over the season, because back injuries, unless you give them ample time to recover, uh, tend to linger. So yeah, they they definitely will. And also Joey Gallo, uh, right? <laughs> Inter- what was it stiffness or something? Uh, soreness. Soreness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, remained out of the lineup Tuesday for a fourth straight game. Uh, he said he's undergoing treatment to reduce inflammation in his right side and was expected to try out rotational movement on Monday. Yep, and then uh, Atlanta Braves right-hander uh, Ian Anderson will undergo Tommy John surgery uh, after yep. yeah difficult 2022 season, AAA struggles and all that. So getting some Tommy John, uh, had an undiagnosed tor- uh, torn UCL. So that might have been why he'd been struggling for a while. So he's expected to return in 2024. Damn. So he's got, he's got a road to recovery. So hope nothing but the best for him. Uh, Andres Munoz from the Mariner, Mariners excuse me, was placed on 15-day injured list with a right deltoid strain ahead of Seattle Series finale with the Guardians this past Sunday. Uh, hope to get Huben back soon because he's one of the pitchers that I really <laughs> hope to, the Mariners lean on uh, as the season progresses. Also, for uh, injury reports out of the AL West, Anthony Rendon of the Angels was a late scratch on Monday's lineup due to left shoulder soreness. Uh, he was hit by a pitch in the shoulder during Sunday's game against the Blue Jays. That yep. one we both watched. Yep. And wow, wow, was that a game? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> let me let me pull up the uh, breakdown for that one because that's just... While you do that, Kyle Lewis and Zach Davies from the Diamondbacks are both put on the injured list. Kyle Lewis's is due to an illness, while Davies was placed on the injured list due to a left oblique strain. Um, Kyle Lewis, we miss you, buddy, but glad to see you're doing well in Arizona. So... Oh, Joe Musgrave um, injured his right shoulder while making a rehab outing with AAA El Paso. He is going to be crucial to the Padres' hopes um, this season. And uh, manager Bob Melvin said Monday that Musgrove felt much better and could return to throwing as soon as Tuesday. I just want to bring this up now while we're talking about injury. Uh, Bring the double bases in for first and third. The double bases, yeah. Yes. Why are we not doing this? You got to think it may be something that they're just waiting for the new season beginning. I don't know. I. Maybe they just they should have been done a long time ago at this point. Double bases just makes sense at this point. It could be just... We're making bases bigger. Just do a double base. Yeah. And they may make it um, I get, after I get this second base. Yeah, second base, it needs to be bigger. Cool, let's do that. You can't really do a double base out there, right? Mm-hmm. Put one at third. Put one at first. Yep. Problem solved. We're done. That's I'm off my high horse now. Okay. I just, wanted to I, just wanted, yeah. I just wanted to get it out because <laughs> okay. it just needs to be a thing. For, we talk about doing stuff for player safety, but we're not going to do a double base for some reason. I agree. Stupid. I agree. But yeah, so that Toronto Angels game, man, <laughs> 12 to 11. 
just kind of to break this down here. So first inning, Toronto couldn't put up any runs, right? Angels put up three. Mm-hmm. Move on into the second inning. Nothing happens, right? Third inning, Angels again put up another two. Just dominant. Fourth inning, put up another run there. Again, Toronto just down, basically. You go to the sixth inning, think, oh, man, Toronto, man, there's not much they can do. Holy cow, can they rally. Six runs in a single inning. Insane. And then we go into the seventh inning. We put up four more runs, and you keep the Angels at scoreless innings back-to-back. Did you say we have been referring to the Toronto Blue Jays, Brendan? Yes, because I told you I like Vladdy. <laughs> okay. It's another third team to add on there. I, I, what did I say, yeah. though, before, right? You said if I couldn't choose my two, who, who did camera, I? yeah. Yeah. Or Sorry. Off mic, yes. Off mic for all of y'all. Hey, Colin asked me here. He's like, all right, for some reason, Texas baseball was gone because that's the two teams I'm real high on. Because that's always. my hypothetical scenario. Yeah, yes. because for some reason, Texas in baseball is outlawed like footloose dancing, apparently. So he's like, what team are you picking? And I was like, you know what? I like Toronto just because, again, Vladdy, Bobachette, and then, of course, being a Houston fan, Craig Biggio. I was like, I got to cheer for his son, Calvin Biggio, right? So I was like, why not? I'll rock with them. In a hypothetical scenario. In this hypothetical scenario. So anyways, eighth inning, they don't put up a run. Uh, Angels put up one run. Ninth inning, Toronto doesn't put up a run. Angels put up three runs, send it into extra. Angels put up two in the 10th, or excuse me, Toronto puts up two in the 10th, and then Angels only one to follow it up. Just, I mean, just an absolute wild game. When watching that sixth inning, it was just like, I, just madness is all I could think of. I went into this, I'm going, man, this game, am I, maybe I'll just go watch a different game now at that point. Thank God I didn't change the channel. Just fantastic game to watch. It's one of those where... Hitting was phenomenal all of a sudden. Yeah, pitching's thrown out the window, basically. Unless, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> unless it's in certain spots in which mattered, which kind of showed its face in this one. Yeah. And, yeah, you just mentioned it. These are some of the two of the highest-powered offenses in the sport of baseball yep. going at it in extra innings. Bro, Matt Chapman, three hits, five RBIs. Shout out Matt Chapman. Just doing awesome. Doing so, work. Bro, he 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 carried that team that game. He carried that team. That he did. That he so. did. Yeah, fun game to watch. So just kind of wanted to break that down because people need to hear that. It was a good game. That's why you watch baseball. Fair enough. Uh, Herman Marquez for the Rockies exited his start against the Cardinals at Coors Field on Monday night with an apparent injury to his right forearm. The extent of the injury was not immediately made clear. We will look to continue to get updates on that situation. Uh, anything else in the world of baseball, Brennan, that you would like to discuss today? Yeah, uh, two things. Okay. Uh, one, uh, everyone who freaked out from DeGrom's first outing as a pitcher, screw you. Man decided to follow it up with 11 strikeouts to prove everyone wrong, and this is why the Rangers went after him. So, screw all y'all. And he plays tonight. <laughs> so, I'm excited to watch that tonight. And number two? Uh, Milwaukee Brewers, living up to their name as the Brewers, uh, have decided to start selling beer in the eighth inning since the pitch clock sped up the games. 
actual sports news we need to get into here. Why is this not being done across the board? Well, we're doing it. <laughs> we do it from home. Yeah, but you know what? We're doing our part. We're doing the hard-hitting sports journalism here on Good Time Sports, let me tell you. We're talking about the things that matter, which is beer sales at sports games. I say you make the beers cheaper, too, while you're at it. Maybe bring back dollar beer nights or something, right? Just saying. Running for president. Yeah. <laughs> At least commissioner of MLB. <laughs> commissioner of MLB. Okay. Yeah. Brendan for commissioner. I don't. I don't want the. I don't want anything to do with politics. I'll do with the politics of baseball. Put me there. I'll bring double bases. That's a guarantee. And I'll bring beer sales and dollar beer nights. Vote for me. <laughs> Vote for me. I'm not. Sure. I don't even know how yeah, it I'm works to, to go for commissioner. But I don't think that's how. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> but whatever. Anything else, Brennan? No, let's just move it on in over into some Masters news. Talking about everyone's favorite sport over here, golf. Big golf guy. Big golf guy. Mostly just big Masters fan. The Byron Nelson's good because it's local for us. So, Man, they had some wild weather this year at the Masters. For those of y'all that didn't watch, uh, what was it, the second day, I want to say, of play is when... Yes. No, no, no. it was... First day? Well, it was Saturday, so... First day's Friday, so Saturday, or Thursday. Yeah, first day was... Or so was it Friday? Thursday. So I think. F- no, it was. Yeah, you're right. Because it when was Friday. Trees- no, it was Friday. Then it was Saturday. Okay. Because they had it for two days. And okay. They yeah. Finished on so Saturday. I'm not losing my mind. Okay. Yes. So anyways, I'll go back to it. Uh, trees are falling. <laughs> Straight up. They had some crazy winds going on there. Three trees fell, almost hurting quite a few people out there. And I don't know if you actually went back and watched that. I sent uh, in our group text. But when those trees fell, there's a camera guy that literally you see him and a tree falls to his right, a tree falls to his left, and the other tree falls to his left. He was in between all that. It's amazing no one got hurt from that. Yeah. <laughs> I just I'm still just I'm trying to like process that picture in my mind because I don't I didn't watch the video. But oh, did you not? No. Oh out of all the videos, I, I can't watch all of them. So, um, but yeah, and then uh, inclement weather again for the third round uh, suspended the play. Is, is so, it in our Twitter one? Yes. I'll, I'll watch it while you kind of break everything down. So, but yeah, I mean, that was that was really about the crazy weather news. Uh, Tiger Woods, man, he was able to make the cut on the first day. And I think he was the second day too, if I remember correctly. I'm trying to pull this up now. He withdrew after the second day. He withdrew? That mm-hmm. was it, yeah. he, Man, you could tell he was hurting. It was... I don't want to say sad to watch because he that he doesn't deserve that term, you know? And I feel bad saying oh, it. Oh, yeah, then now watch. I'm... What the... Oh, he's just now watching the yeah, trees fall. I'm just yeah. watching. Oh, my goodness. Well, I didn't see this yeah, video. Yeah, no, that man almost got cooked. Oh. So. But, man, it was... I'm trying to think of a good way to word it, Tiger, because he deserves a very proper mm-hmm. terminology for this. He he, you could tell he was hurting. There, I'll put it that way. 
And it's not fun to see an athlete hurt, especially a great athlete like that. How about this? The tiger was wounded. Yep. We'll go with that. The there tiger was wounded. There you go. Man. And it just sucks watching that. He I, he is one of the superstars growing up in sports. Dude, I'm telling during you. During our time frame. That you Tiger consider, Aid. yeah. I mean, it was he is an Tiger icon. Woods golf, he had he brought, everything. He brought so many people to the sport of golf. I mean, I made this point to Brendan that it's like Serena Williams. The second golf. the second Tiger Woods is mentioned in any realm of the sport, it instantly becomes that much more. Just when you bring up goats of sports, Tiger Woods is in there always. I think so too, and you know, it's people will sit there and argue. You know, Jack Nicholas because he had the longevity. Hey, yep. And which rightfully so. You know, and that'll be kind of the argument in terms Arnold of golf. Palmer, peers. another Yeah. Um, but with Tiger, Tiger's peak was unlike any other peak. He would be consistently favored against the field yep. in a sport of golf that you do not see that happen ever. Um and it's just it's it's unfortunately we may never see him win another major. You know, we maybe see him win another tournament or so, mm-hmm. but I just don't think he'll ever get to that mark that he needs to to like really just solidify it. Yeah. To me, he's the greatest golfer of all time with respect to Jack Nicholas. Um, but it's just it, it is to your to your you know yeah. phrasing. He's he's hurting. He's wounded. He's trying his best out there, but I just don't think we'll ever see that level of Tiger again. Yeah, uh, Mickelson. Played fantastic. Him and Kepka tied for second, right? Yep. Yep. So uh, was able to get 65 and to be the oldest golfer ever to finish inside the top five at the major. Shout out Phil Mickelson. So look at you, Phil. Fantastic work. And also showing that at, what is he, 52? Yeah, 52. Mm-hmm. Still just golfing like a stud. Jordan Spieth, uh, he did good. Nine birdies, uh, making it close. With, finished uh, closing sixty six. Finished uh, what was it seven under? So did a good, did good. Uh, and three, and then what? Three other LIV golfers were able to finish with inside the top four. So proving that they can still compete with the PGA Tour. Not so, that there was ever really any doubt. No, well, especially when you know there's some of the greats of golf. Uh, kind of interesting that the LIV uh, president. I guess are they presidents in golf? I don't re- I don't really know what they're called. Presidents, commissioners, whatever. Uh, wasn't invited though to the Masters at all, so wow. he did not show up. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, you, I, there's still politics going on. John Rahm, who did win the Masters on 2023, clinched his first green jacket, obviously, and his second career win. Fantastic for him. Uh, shout out to Arizona State, his alumnus, uh, and yeah, a huge, incredible story. Brooks Kepka though, uh, that to me was the biggest story. He really had this one in the bag, and then ultimately just didn't have it in the bag. And ultimately, you know, knowing that he <laughs> really should have had this victory, uh, I know that's going to be eating at him for a while. Uh, he looked like he was in form. He looked mm-hmm. like he was healthy, and he looked like he was going to secure another green jacket. And ultimately, did not uh, follow his way. That is a sport of golf, but yeah, I just. That was like the big drawing, and then you know you had this un, really unknown with respect to John Rahm, just able to seize victory. Yep, absolutely incredible, fantastic for him. Love to hear it. Uh, something that needs to be brought up is the okay. amateur, Sam yep. Bennett. Man, he he was out there winning the hearts of people. Let me tell you, 
for his first Masters debut, he was able to shoot what seventy six, finished uh, tied for sixteenth. So good for him. So, but one of the reasons why I like this young guy, twenty three, Texas native, and that's <laughs> something else. Another reason, easily easy way to win over Brendan. But heart. I think one of the coolest things though too is if you go back and look, he actually had a tattoo on his wrist, and it's of his late father's last words. And so that was one of the big things that like everyone was just like. Man, this kid's out there living his dream, trying to play his dream. Yeah. So, good on you. I hope you have a long career. I hope you have a lot of success. So, last last player that was a young amateur that I really liked was uh, Ricky Fowler, because he kind of was shaking up golf a little bit with his colors, and everyone's like, what is this? You may know that name, particularly. I mean, that's that's a pretty popular name in the sport of golf now, so yep. that's a pretty good omen if you're <laughs> starting in, in Brennan's, try, trying to compare him already. Yeah. Well, I just, I mean, you know, if you're in Brennan's good graces, clearly you're going to be a star in the sport of golf. Yeah, because so. yeah, I did like Ricky real, real young, so, and then great on him. There Got you to go. watch him flourish, so it was awesome. So hope to see the same from Sam. Anything else? No, I think we're good, brother. Yep, that really about covers uh, golf, as you could tell here on this podcast. Uh, yeah. We try to give them some attention. So it, it's deserving. It's the green jacket. So, But going to move it on over from uh, the peaceful sport that is golf to combat UFC. UFC 287. Very big anticipated matchup. Colin, I'm going to let you take over on this one, bud. Yeah, UFC 287 obviously took place this past Saturday. I was watching in the great city of Louisville, Texas, uh, (laughs) this event. (laughs) The great city of Louisville, Texas. The one time you may ever hear that sentence. Shout out to you, Louisville. Um... So basically, I want to apologize. So the the undercard, excuse me, I was kind of watching in and out, um, kind of getting ready and everything. But we had some the we, Rojas Rodriguez. No, no, no. So that's the main card. So I'm talking about like the prelims. Oh, prelims. Got you. Got you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So had some good uh, fights on there as well. But with all due respect, didn't have necessarily the breakdown that uh, they deserve. So I'm not even gonna just try to uh, break it down. So. We can just go into the winners, though. At least give them some recognition. Yeah. Just so in the prelims, uh, for the this fight, obviously Sam Hughes took it for the first women's fight. Steve Garcia and then Ignacio Bahamandez. Bahamandez. Excuse me. This is why I was letting you take over to read these <laughs> names. Lupi Godinez, uh, one. Also Joe Pfeiffer, uh, Luana Pinero, and then Kevin Gastelum. Uh, Kelvin Gastelum. Excuse Andrew when we need him. (laughs) He would probably be rinsing me for my pronunciations right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, But yes, moving on in over to the main card, which is where I kind of will break it down a little bit. So uh, Raul Rojas Jr., the young phenom and everything. uh, He is not only talented because he's only 18 years old and is already fighting in his eighth career fight. Uh, he came up against Christian Rodriguez and he came out guns blazing, uh, for lack of a better term. 
and you know he had him in a rear naked choke. Uh, Gonzalez, or excuse me, Rodriguez looked like he nearly was out, um, but ultimately was able to survive the round. And then Rahul Rojas Jr. learned a very valuable lesson in the sport of mixed martial arts, which was that endurance matters. And throughout the rest of the fight, you could tell he was just tired. He kept trying to take him down, but ultimately Rodriguez's takedown defense was phenomenal. And there was no other point in, you know, even really continuing and letting it go to the bell because Rodriguez won by unanimous decision over Rahul Rojas Jr., He's still got a lot of talent, still got a lot of potential, but ultimately he just was not able to deliver the goods on that night, and he suffers his first loss, although be it at 18. So he's got a long way to kind of recover uh, <laughs> recover his career, so to speak. Not that his career was ever really in jeopardy. But then we go over to the local kid, the Fort Worth kid, Kevin Holland. Uh, KO, uh, TKO over Santiago, uh, the Argentinian. Man, this kid's a fighter. He had a great, uh, pr- excuse me, post-game speech uh, with Joe Rogan. This kid is unbelievable. Shout out to the Texas legend, Kevin Holland. And then Rob Font in <laughs> kind of a weird, kind of a weird fight. Uh, he did get the round one knockout in kind of a really unsuspecting fashion. Uh, really quick knockout over Adrian Yanez, the American. And shout out to Puerto Rico because Rob Font, the veteran fighter, showed uh well you can never really count him out and he just caught him plain and simple uh moving on over to the co-main event Jorge Masvidal uh, ultimately lost in unanimous decision to Gilbert Burns um Gilbert Burns is going to try to make his uh, another chance to fight for the excuse me the title but Jorge Masvidal uh in Miami uh announced his retirement after the fight Jorge Masvidal one of the greatest UFC fighters uh, in history, Masvidal, he just let it out on the line. He even threw down his gloves. He was just like, let's throw hands. It was a great moment. Um, thank you, Jorge Masvidal, for all the great moments that you've given us over the years, and the sport will truly miss you. But we thank you for all that you did. And then getting to the main event, Alex Pereira, Israel Adesanya. Izzy, and I'm not even going to claim to be the biggest UFC guy, maybe even on this podcast, whenever Andrew does return, which he you know, will return here in a few weeks or so. Man, Izzy will put butts in seats. Israel Adesanya, the style bender. He's such a great fighter. You know, he suffered, obviously, one of his two losses against Alex Pereira uh, to lose the middleweight championship in the first place. And with the rematch, Izzy came out. He There was a pregame video of him and Brandon Marshall, former Jets uh, and Dolphins wide receiver, Bears wide receiver, Brandon Marshall, said, I put my life on the line for this. You put your money on it. You've Your money's safe, basically. And Izzy went out there. First round, they kind of just were feeling each other out. And in the second round, it looked like Pereira had gotten some momentum. He put uh, back to Izzy against the cage. And two-piece combo. I mean, rapid quick. Israel Adesanya knocks down Alex Pereira, wins the fight, re- excuse me, regains the middleweight title for UFC. And... He just shows why he's one of the greatest and one of my personal favorites in UFC history. And the main reason I wanted to really bring this up and talk about this was, Brendan, you've watched a little UFC in your day. Mm-hmm. Who, Cowboy. in your opinion? <laughs> Cowboy is one of my favorites. Well, this is a chance to talk about it. In your Mount Rushmore of UFC fighters. Oh, man. I want to know who it is. Because for me, I'll give you mine. I got Israel Adesanya. He's up there. 
I've got John Bones Jones. I've got George St. Pierre, if you remember him back in the yep. day. And then I've got uh, Habib Nurmagomedov, kind of slightly over Conor McGregor, which McGregor, don't be wrong, I love and respect him and everything. But Habib, his dedication, his prowess and everything, I had to give him the respect. So that's my... I'm going to age myself here. Kimbo. Okay. Chuck Liddell. The Iceman. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, I grew up, man, that was my go-to. Uh, I'm going to have to put Conor McGregor up there. Okay. I, I like McGregor. I like Cowboy, but I don't I don't want to put him up there. Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah. I, dude, I really do like him. But you can put him up. It's just it's your preference. It's not I like Izzy though a lot too. That's why I'm torn. So I'm, do go, you? I'm gonna go with Izzy just for okay. career wise and tenure. Yeah. I think he has a better career ahead of him. So very, very interesting indeed. But yeah, so I I was gonna age myself there on the And I think truly Izzy has a discussion for being one of the greatest fighters in UFC history. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. I brought up Kimbo because, man, he just, everyone knew him. <laughs> from the internet. He yeah. was fun to watch because, again, you watched him from his, like, online, yeah, his online, basically, bare-knuckle boxing days and all backyard that. Backyard just dude, throwdowns. so much fun to watch. So, it's like, dude, I'm I'm a big fan of even going back, watching, like, UFC 1 and all that, when you had, like, oh, I can't remember the guy's name, but his literal, his fighting style, they just called it bar brawl. Like, you had guys like him in there. You'd have, like, sumo wrestlers going at it. Like, there was no weight class. It was literally just fighting styles against fighting styles. Mm-hmm. Oh, loved it. Ultimate Fighter Days one man. And then they learned that, hey, mixed martial arts will absolutely destroy people. So, yeah, definitely a different change in philosophy. That's yeah. for sure. And then uh, Iceman, man, awesome career. What was not to love? Yeah, I mean, I listen. Chuck Liddell's up there for me. Um, he was one of the first guys I remember watching when mm-hmm. growing UFC or watching UFC growing up. Um, That's him. why they're up there because they were like Chael Sonnen was another one. Yep, really liked him. Uh, Anderson Silva was another one I thought about putting he, on this list. Yeah, he, dude, yep, yeah. Uh, Rampage Jackson, Quentin mm-hmm. Rampage Jackson. Um, there's just a lot of guys that you could sit there, and I just those to me were the four that like really stood out to me for one way or another. Dude, I was watching this one uh, video with uh, Chuck Liddell in it. So this dude's like showing off like some bulletproof armor and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, it's blunt force trauma truth too. And all that. So and Chuck Liddell happened to be just standing by watching. And so the dude like wearing it, he's like, hey, Chuck, come here. Yeah. I want you to punch me. And I was like, man, it's been a while since Chuck Liddell. Dude, he has some force still. Like he moved oh, that he, guy. There's some part of that that you just never lose. No. It, <laughs> never. I don't think he ever will. Chuck Liddell still trains and owns gyms and stuff too. So like he's still fighting, but not like professionally. He's more at that teaching, running gyms, things like that. So, but yeah, no, that's that's where my list goes. Yeah, but that just it got me thinking because Izzy again, one of the greatest. I think he solidified himself. Yep. If him and Alex have a rematch, I'm picking Izzy Israel. Um, but yeah, that's just. Do you think Conor McGregor will go WWE? <laughs> we're going that route. Huh? Yeah. Yep, I'm bringing it up now while um, we're on UFC. Wouldn't shock me. I just don't it's know how you, money route for him. I don't know how you'd really market it because Connor's not really necessarily the greatest wrestler, but I could see him being in some kind of entertainment capacity to kind of gimmick. He'd play the villain kind of role for sure. Well, no, it's just it's not only that, but like so with wrestling, you kind of have to not only play your part, but then also you kind of have to like not saying that Connor's well, not Ronda athletic Rousey, enough to do it. If you watch her wrestling though, she does like MMA style for wrestling. Like but they're they're introducing it more. It, it is, and I understand there was also the conversion of Lesnar and everything. But even then, I would mm-hmm. take Rousey more as a wrestler than I would Connor in his respective aspect. At least from he what I've had, seen. 
like Batista. I, I well again, but it's just Connor to me. I feel like it's more of a harder in terms of like getting him in the ring. Like yeah. again, Connor talking the mic, I get it, but like I just to me that's more of a harder cross. Like to me, he would just be like a guy that would just be the talker rather than the. Again, he can clearly fight. I'm not saying that in terms of WWE you're style saying, fighting. Yeah, you're saying the conversion for it. Yes. It would I think that would be tougher for Connor than it would be for some others. So you think then they should introduce a MMA style WWE? I dude, like at this an, point in a WWE on, octagon since they're trying to partner up apparently. It could be <laughs> multiple different things. And look, if Connor again, cuz Connor also too, one of the things is like WWE, they market themselves of being like these giants that fight all together. Yeah. Connor's not the biggest dude. I'm sorry to say it. Like Lesnar, Lesnar can actually look the part because he's huge. Well, you know? there's the Miz, for example, with WWE. He's right. not really massive. Well, again, but if you you're have weight but, glasses, but again, you're trying to promote Connor to be the superstar, and Connor will look small. Roid him the up. Base. They're all roided up. Okay. We know it. Well, now we're just getting into this freaking super. <laughs> just that's fantasy land at that point. And I, Connor, at that point, I think you would just look at it and be like, Nah, like I rather not do this if you're i bet he would for the money and just the entertainment value again just for that but not taking steroids or anything like that ridiculous i don't see him doing it for that point um i don't know it, to me like it, it makes a lot of sense for him to do it just because again he could make a lot of money doing it but it, it's hard for me envisioning what exactly he'd be doing other than just on the mic yeah i start stirring things up yeah yeah. I don't know. Maybe they would find a role for him. I don't know. Because even then, Logan Paul is a bigger athlete than Conor McGregor. And Logan Paul has a wrestling background compared to Conor McGregor. That's why Logan Paul was able to kind of seamlessly transition over to the WWE. And again, maybe they could teach him. I mean, Bad Bunny, for crying out loud, has done some matches. Giant Knoxville. I, it's just, but again, you don't want Connor to become Snoop like a, you don't want him to become like a gimmick. Like if he's going over there, he would, the expectation would be Ronda Rousey or yeah. like one of those guys. I mean, Ronda Rousey people. learned how to do WWE. I bet Connor can learn. I, maybe. I don't know. It, that to me, like Man. the day I see Connor McGregor doing a five star frog splash or suplexes and all this other stuff, pulling that, some Rey Mysterio out there. I just, that to me, I'm, I'm, I, I'm going to have to really just, I might have to go get my eyes checked because that I just cannot see happening, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. So yeah. Anything else in the, in the world of combat fighting or anything else? A little tangent we went on there. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that really about, about covers at least to talk about for that. Okay. Well, let's get over to the gridiron and talk some NFL news. Big news. NFL trade alerts, signing alerts, all the above, everything going on. Do we want to just rip off the bandaid now? Talk about the big one. Go ahead. Odell Beckham Jr. Finally signed to a team. What which team did team? he sign him? Yeah. Which team is it, Brendan? Baltimore Ravens. Looks like they're trying to everything they can to keep Lamar. One year, 18 million. 15 million guaranteed. 15 million guaranteed. But 18 million total? Yes. Sweet. I'm that right. Very good. Nice. Not like I didn't 
put that in the Google Doc or anything. I know, but that just tells you I'm trying to just go off of memory. Uh, so suck it. Well, <laughs> regardless, yes, Odell Beckham Jr.'s deal is for one year, $18 million, which is significantly higher than anybody else was going to give him. The yeah. Baltimore Ravens are such a class act, straight, like one of the best organizations in terms of like running their front office and everything. But and they can't seemed, give Lamar a paycheck. Well, and it just, again, Ozzie Newsom's now left. So that also was part of it. Like they yep. exchanged general managers and all that stuff. You've now got this Lamar thing that you're still currently dealing with. And you give Odell Beckham Jr., which I get it. Respect Odell Beckham Jr. He's coming off a torn ACL. I, I, yeah. He didn't play at all last year. He's in his 30s now. And you gave him $18 million potentially. That to me seems like a very act of desperation to just try to get Lamar back to the negotiating table. Would you rather Odell or D Hop? D Hop. Like, not even, like, knowing the I fact that I'm going to have to trade for him. D Hop cheaper, too, though. Well, I mean, D Hop's on his contract, so it's not, you know, he's going to get paid what he's going to get yeah. paid unless you renegotiate. No, but, but I'm saying just overall, like, draft pick. Well, no, because Odell Beckham's free because he's a free agent, so you would have to pay more for D-Hop. I would still rather have D-Hop on my team rather than Odell Beckham Jr. I think D-Hop is the better player at this point, and even though Odell Beckham Jr. can produce, I don't think he's been a number one receiver for quite a while, and that's going back to his days in Cleveland. Yeah. I would still rather have DeAndre Hopkins at this point. Yeah, no, I agree. And to me, like, this, so this is twofold. And he missed a whole season. That's... And that's what I said. Yeah. So like, because he's tore his ACL and everything, and that's multiple yeah. knee injuries that he's kind of dealt with throughout his career. Will he be productive? Sure. But like, if we get into week six and it turns out that Odell's got some tightness or something that he's dealing with, I mean, how happy is Lamar going to be if he, that's his, like the one target that he's got additionally to Mark Andrews in that squad. Or you have Lamar out sick and now you're also out Odell. Right. And it's just like, I'm sitting there thinking about, I, you know, look, will this get Lamar back to the table? I mean, obviously, he was taking pictures. They're out in a club in Miami, uh, you know, after this move was made. So maybe, you know, there's more, you know, synergy going on with the Ravens and Lamar than yeah. meets the eye. But to me, the bigger kind of underlying story that hasn't been talked about so much by the media is Aaron Rodgers. Because he requested that the Jets go and sign Odell Beckham Jr. Yep. Now, obviously, they can go to him and be like, hey, listen, we love Odell. We know you like Odell. We're not about to pay him $18 million this year to play football, especially when we just gave your buddy, Alan Lazard, $11 million a year to go play for us. So now Rodgers kind of has to sit there. And to me, the reason he wanted Odell was he felt like that was the best free agent that they could realistically get to add to the receiving core that's a veteran. Because with the Jets, you know, you have Garrett Wilson. You just traded away Elijah Moore. You've got Corey Davis, who's, you know, whatever. Um, you know, you sign Alan Lazard. He's telling him to go sign Randall Cobb, who at this point is just, I, I don't know what Randall Cobb is in 2023 other yeah. than not a lot. I don't know if that, again, because the Jets also, they came out and said, we're getting Aaron Rodgers, like they were reassuring Jets fans. The Jets, they're kind of putting themselves in an interesting situation here because, again, Green Bay really doesn't have to do anything in terms of the trading Aaron Rodgers front. Yeah, and I mean, they've already... I mean, Aaron Rodgers has said he plans, he plans to play, play for, for the Jets. Jets. Yeah. Right. So but, something's going to get worked out one way or another. But it's just, it, it it's one of those things where, like, that was like a big 
he he wanted Odell Beckham Jr. Like he yeah. wanted a clear talent receiver. Not to say that Garrett Wilson is not, and not to say that Alan Lazard can't be productive, but this I think kind of threw a little bit of a wrench in their plans and also could affect um their yep. draft stance uh with that uh excuse me, thirteenth pick that they have. So mm. something like that. They have yeah. a mid first round pick, but whatever it is. Um yeah, this that's gonna be interesting. But Odell signed, got his money, congratulations. Mm-hmm. I to me too much if, uh, over under. I'll put it this way: over under. Let's see, seventeen game season, twelve and a half. You taking the over, the under? Odell plays tw- over or under twelve and a half games. I'm gonna go under. That's what I'm thinking. Just because again, he hasn't played in a year, and then we're now about to go full contact, and it's it's just not gonna go well. I just and again, and he would be the number two option on that offense behind Mark Andrews. Yeah. That's a lot of wear and tear on a, a guy who, listen, I hope he's healthy for the sake of football because I think he's really talented. I'm just wondering if his speed is still there from that injury, too. Could be something to look at. Yep. So, moving on over to a trade that was made. Atlanta. Yeah. Making some moves over there. Look at you. Stole Jeff Okuda from the Lions. What are the Lions doing? Now, listen, Okuda has not turned in the investment of the number three overall pick that they used for him. And maybe this was like damage limitation. Let's just try to see if we can get something for him because he's clearly not in our future plans. I guess. By the way, I'm calling it now. Uh, Devin Witherspoon is a Detroit Lion at number six, the cornerback from Illinois. Probably. Um, him or Christian. I'm also Gonzalez, saying Detroit is going to be a lot worse than the last season that we just saw. Really? You're you're going out on a limb right now. Yep. Okay. Because now you're putting your whole like running back game. On Swift, You're who just... now let me finish. Oh my god! You had split carries between them, which I completely agreed with, a hundred percent. I don't think Swift can take on the full load. I think it's going to cause issues with how injury prone did... he was. I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up because the Lions did sign somebody to replace your beloved King Jamal Williams. Point no, King being, is Derrick Henry. The, 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 your King. That's why I said your King. Um, point being. The Detroit Lions are going to be fine. They're going to be a contender for that uh, NFC North, I, along with your Vikings, along with... I don't think they... They need a better quarterback, too. Jared Goff is does Jared fine. Goff is a mediocre quarterback. You're really saying that as a Kirk Cousins supporter right now? Kirk Cousins, <laughs> 1 p.m. time, baby. He's, hey, listen. he's a five-star QB, apparently. Listen, listen, Jared... But also, Minnesota's looking at moving on from Kirk. Thank God. Well, maybe. We'll see. Um, point being, I'm looking up who the Lions signed here in their free agency. The point being, the Lions, they're going to be contention. They're going to be fine. This move, though, I don't like necessarily the most just because, again, you kind of need corners, and this was kind of like you did a little bit of bandage damage control in the free agency to try to build up this position. Now you're just saying, you know what, we give up on this guy. We're shipping off to Atlanta. Atlanta, meanwhile, they've got A.J. Terrell over there. They now yep. just add Jeff Okuda. They signed Jesse Bates in free agency. Dude, their secondary is going to be nice. I just this upcoming season. Yeah. Atlanta will be something fun to watch. So, and then uh I don't think Hopkins moved yet anywhere, has no, he? No, he hasn't. He's still who knows where he'll end up. Hey, maybe it'll be a jet. Yeah. I just I, I think it's so funny that you're just now off the lines because they don't have your ploy on them anymore. I no, don't get me wrong. I like Dan. I think he's an awesome coach. He's yeah, a player's they brought, coach. They brought in David Montgomery. Thank you. I couldn't remember his name. David Montgomery, Jamal Williams. It's about the same. 
If not, I'd slightly lean potentially David Montgomery. Jamal Williams was simply their power back that they gave it to on the one-yard line and would punch it every time. And when Swift was out, he was the go-to. Here's my issue. Again, Swift has shown he's injury-prone. And again, I get understand not counting for it, and you're doing Montgomery to try to... Uh, again, I'm telling you, I don't see it going well. Okay. Well, we'll get to the NFL predictions whenever he kind of gets closer to the season. Yeah, there's no... I'm not going to call stuff too early. But... Yeah, well, I think the Lions, all, all, besides this move, was just like the first one where you kind of like scratch your head. Because I think, excuse me, a lot of the moves that they made this offseason, really good ones. Yeah. Especially adding Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from the Eagles. That was a really underrated signing. Uh, they brought in Emmanuel Mosley and Cameron Sutton. Those are the two corners that they brought in. So I would expect them, like I said, to go either Witherspoon or Gonzalez at six. And let's just see. Because they're going to go. in trouble. Yeah, they're gonna go. They're gonna bring in defense, but and the Bears are the Bears. The Bears are the Bears. So, moving on over though to another NFC division, not the NFC North, the NFC South, where Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker Devin White yep. re- recently requested a trade. Team does not intend to move him, but the reason his I brought fifth year option. Yeah, coming up. Yeah, he's entering the final year of his rookie contract on the fifth year option, worth about eleven point seven million. Uh, he's a former number five overall pick in twenty nineteen. Here's my question, right? So we've talked about it on this podcast before about the devaluation of the running back position. Uh-huh. Do you think the linebacker position is also similarly getting devalued on 100%. the defensive side? Hundred percent. Yes. Okay. So you agree? It's with any that, of right? the big, like the big power play players. For some reason, it's the eh, move on. We'll go get a rookie this next upcoming season, kind of thing. Yeah, I agree, and it's just. You're, you're running your wide, excuse me, running backs, your wide receivers you keep for years on end. Yep. And I mean, sure, you're going to have those players that 100%. Justin Jefferson, Odell Beckham when he started out, D Hop when he started out. Yeah. Again, I can go down the list forever on wide receivers, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at running backs, you're going to replace them with what, maybe f- five years? Yeah. Like, and again, even if he's really productive, but you don't necessarily believe that he'll last it through a second contract. You can just franchise tag him a couple times and get seven years out of him. Yeah, shoot. Let's look at uh, Zeke situation. Tony Pollard over there. Yeah. There's an example. It's where they're, I think the Cowboys might be learning their lesson from the Zeke situation. Yeah. Um, so, but linebackers could be the same thing. Like, I see linebacker. This Devin White is one of the best linebackers in football. Yep. How, and like, again, I know the Bucks are in cap hell. Like, they're in a <laughs> lot of different situations. Yes. They got a lot of money tied up in a lot of different places. Devin White should be one of the place, uh, people that you, you tie your money up in. Yes, like you move players to make sure Devin White's secured, but teams are kind of starting to realize that, hey, maybe we can get value later in the draft for linebackers. And They try to go cheap, which, I mean, yeah, you sure, you draft someone, you hope you happen to hit the gold mine, but to give you just some context, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, two of the Super Bowl, uh, the two yeah, teams that were in the Super Bowl. Uh, all up on it. Yeah, they're one of the least spenders of the linebacker position. Eagles fans for years have been uh-huh. sitting there for Howie Roseman to invest in the linebacker position. They, I mean, they really didn't, and they still made it to the Super Bowl. So yep. I, I feel like that could be a trend that really leads its kind of head to where, you know, running backs and linebackers, they may be in the same boat. Yeah, I mean... you. Unless you have a linebacker out there that's just shaking the ground, moving the line all the time, it's you're not going to get as much attention, and you're just going to be moved on very quickly. Even if you are 
doing good pass blocking. You're yeah. getting in there doing good. And it's different pressure for, on. And it's different for on ball compared to off ball because Devin White's an off ball linebacker. Yeah. But yeah, it's if you're sitting there out in coverage because I mean teams are because of the spread offense and the mm. you know way the field's going, you don't have as much power rushing as you used to have. I mean, yeah. I, it's just not looking good for linebackers. And Devin White might be the first big domino among many linebackers that kind of feel this after effect. Yeah, you see, I mean, teams will invest more in like what defensive ends and stuff like that. You'll you'll see yeah. that more edges, yep. defensive tackles, safeties, corners. Those are those are your big guys you keep for years on end. Linebacker might be the odd position looking out. Yep, that, that's Off the running ball. back. <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, anything else, my friend? Or we're we're about to take it over to the ice no, for this light for, for for the first time this late in the show. Yep, threw me off already. That's what I, I know. At the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take it over to the ice. Playoffs, baby. Playoffs. Now, technically, the NHL is not quite there yet. It's basically decided. It's basically there. Uh, before we really jump into that, though, give a quick shout out to Pavs. Way to go. Thousand points. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. Are we a thousand point club? Is that why we're saying welcome to the club? Sure. Why not? <laughs> okay. I'll give us a thousand points right now. Bam. Thousand point club. Here we are. Boom. Podcasting points. Boom. Where it's all made up. And no one's going to judge us for it. Yep. They'll probably judge us for it, but whatever. Who cares? I don't care. <laughs> uh, let's get into the standings here. Boston. Like I was trying to get into earlier. Good. I mentioned last uh, on the last podcast, they did clinch the President's Trophy. Yeah. Um, no shocker there. Hey, Brendan. That points record, 131. They are right there. 132 is the record. Nope. Who do they do they play tonight? I believe they might. Okay. Yeah, it's live right now against the Capitals. So they could potentially break the point streak during this podcast. Potentially. If Ooh. it goes long enough. <laughs> Keep an eye on that. Um it's the end of the first and it's zero zero right now. So Yes. But at this point, just let them get a point yeah. on you. The Bruins do have the record for most wins in a regular season. It, yeah, that was not a shocker to anyone. They were, what, 63-12-5? And, and overtime losses, yep. Yeah. hundred Plus 124 goal differential. Absolutely insane. I just... I don't know. I don't, there's nothing really else, anything else to say that we haven't said this whole season about them. Bruins good. McDavid, we got to give more attention to. We will. We will. Um, because we're going to run through these standings real quick, and we are going to give our NHL playoff predictions. Yep, so leading the Atlantic, uh, like I said, Boston, fantastic. Uh, Toronto, no surprise there. Like I said earlier in the season, they're one to keep an eye out for, and here they are in playoffs. Uh, followed behind them, Tampa Bay. Look at you. Like I said, another one to watch out for. Uh, following Tampa Bay, you got Florida, Buffalo, right there. So, and then I guess 
Do we really need to go in the eliminated ones or just kind of move on? I, I already named them last week. If you want to name Then them I don't again. care. Then. Okay. <laughs> All right. Metropolitan. We got Carolina, New Jersey, and the Rangers locking it in. So moving on over to the Western Central, Colorado, Dallas Stars, and Minnesota Wild. Dallas Stars. I was at that game when they locked it in. Nice. Wedgwood was able to help lock in uh, the minor league team for playoffs and the Dallas Stars when he came back up for his first game. So nice. Also, Dallas Stars, all three of their teams are in playoffs. So the Stars, their minor league, the Texas Stars, and then their, uh, I do not remember what the almost like single A level is. I have to com- I have to compare it to baseball for me to comprehend things. That's okay. just how how my mind works at this I point. I was just letting you just do it. So, you know? uh, but yeah, so got a good program running up there. So a lot of good rookies coming up. So hopefully, nice that continues to help them. Uh, and then moving on over to Pacific, you got Vegas Golden Knights, Edmonton, L.A. and Seattle, able to sneak it on in there. Look at you, we're flying. By the seat of your pants. <laughs> We're still flying, baby. We are playoff bound for the first time in history. I can't. The team's history, yep. Team's history. Yeah, I'm part of Your second team. year. Yeah, second year. That's good. That is good. Very good. It's not Vegas Golden Knights it's not getting quite, the okay. Stanley Cup your first year good. But you hey, you can't compare I'm everything. I'm sorry, to the that pinnacle. was the team you were coming up behind. No, you, you cannot. That, you compare. get compared to that. I'm sorry. Okay, do you want to look up the stars first year? Do we really want to do that? Because we could. Sure. Yeah. They're, they were in Minnesota, the Minnesota North Stars. There you go. <laughs> no, first year, first year in Dallas. We'll see how they did. But we'll look them up eventually. But go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just comparing it because that's literally the team y'all came in behind. So Okay. But again, whatever. Still fantastic. They had from their first year, which wasn't that great, mm-hmm. to this year, being able to move some, getting some key players, starting passing the puck around, good offense, Eh, defense. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, I'm giving credit where it's due, I, though. I know you're being yes, you're being Brendan about it. But you, yes. it's what I do with the stars too, right? Stars, yep. great offense. Yeah. On yep. defense, what? so just let us have our moment, man. I, I'm being realistic here, <laughs> okay. bud. You're going to get eliminated. Okay. Well, we're gonna get into that here in a second. So <laughs> let's just wrap up the standings real quick. I, I just did. Okay, so you're good. I was just starting to rip into your back okay. and just oh. to mess with you. Okay. And nice, my computer decides to... Okay, there we go. Sweet. Okay, now we've gone through the standings. As of recording, which today is April 11th, uh, 2023, mm-hmm. it is about to be 7 o'clock Central time here. Uh, so what we're going to do is we've pulled up the official playoff bracket on the NHL app, or NHL.com website, excuse me. And we don't have to actually fill it out. You don't have to submit it if you don't want to. It's like a playoff hockey challenge thing. Yeah. So basically, I'm going to use it as a reference point. We're going to go through each matchup. You're going to pick who wins, uh, you know, and who moves on. And I'm going to keep them written down here on my little taste uh, notepad. So that way we have them in case we want to go back to them and just look at our playoff predictions. So you're the host, Brendan. So you can go through each of the matchups you want to, and I'll just be the one writing them down. Um, but I've got one for you, one for me. So just let me know how you want to do this, and we'll just get started. I'm actually just trying to pull it up so I can just do it right alongside you. Okay. Uh, well, while he's doing that, I'll just kind of run through the first-round matchups. The Colorado Avalanche take on the Seattle Kraken. Again, in this scenario, the Seattle Kraken have 
the wild card number one. Uh, Dallas Stars take on the Minnesota Wild. The Vegas Golden Knights take on the Winnipeg Jets. The Edmonton Oilers take on the Los Angeles Kings. That is in the Western Conference. Over in the East, the Bruins take on the New York Islanders. The Toronto Maple Leafs take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Carolina Hurricanes take on the Florida Panthers. And the New Jersey Devils take on the New York Rangers. So, again, this could have all very well changed, but for the most part, we understand kind of how our feelings are. They're not going to change in the last two games. So, without any further ado, if you are ready, Mr. Brendan Carson... I am really trying. <laughs> Again, we, this app is not the most user friendly. It's it's literally the NHL website. So I'm also doing it on a phone. So that's okay. probably why it's not. Yeah, probably. just flip it towards me. Okay, we'll just do this. Okay. Make it easy where I can see it too. There we go. All right. So perfect. There we go. All right. So the NHL. Which Stanley one we playoffs? Which one do you want to do first? Do you want to do the West or do you want to do the East first? Doesn't matter to me. I'm like I said. I'm just going to be riding it down. Just do the West. Why not? Okay. Make so, it easy. Go left. Left to right. Okay. Well, you. Rattle it off and tell me who you think's gonna win. Um, Avalanche or Seattle? I'm sorry, Avalanche. You're gonna win. Okay, so Brennan's going with the Avs. I am also taking the Avalanche. I appreciate that the Kraken are here. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna be watching as much of it as I possibly can, but I do think the Colorado Colorado Avalanche are the team to advance in this matchup. So next matched up, who? Dallas Stars and Minnesota Wild. This is. This is going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, my bias is just kicking in already, and I'm going to be honest. It, my bias, so I'm going to give Stars. Stars? Okay. I think with their offensive power, if defense shows up, they can do it. If defense doesn't show up, it's going to be a real close game. I think this one is going to be one of the better first-round matchups. 100%. I'm also going to roll with the Stars. That's not bias for me. Um, I just think the Stars are a better team. They've been the better team throughout most of the year, and I think Minnesota will make it interesting, but I think I, I have the stars in, like, six in that one. So, yeah. Cool. Vegas versus Winnipeg. You know, honestly, this will be an interesting game to watch just because Winnipeg is one of those you, you never games, really know. Yeah. yeah, you never really know what to expect from it, but I'm going to go Vegas. Vegas for Brendan, and to keep up with the trend of us agreeing with each other, I'm also going to go with Vegas. Man, look at that. Um... Yeah, I just think Vegas has been the best team in the West all year. Yep. So moving on, Oilers, LA Kings. Uh, here's where I'm gonna shake it up. I'm gonna say Kings. Wow. Okay. Then we're gonna really disagree for the rest of this. Um, Even so though McDavid is got the two biggest point scores in the entire NHL, man. I know. Okay. I'm gonna roll with Edmonton. Um, that is I'm, gonna be our. First you're experience. probably a hundred percent right, but I just there's always gonna be that one domino that's out of nowhere, and okay. I think the Kings might do it. Okay, so he's got the Kings. I've got Edmonton advancing on that one. Yep. So now we can take it over to the Eastern Conference. Excuse Boston. Me, Boston, all right. Boston, Boston. All right, we, we agree with that. No, Boston, I, Boston. I'm sorry, New York. Your Islanders, <laughs> uh, you're going. Tough luck, bud. All right. Uh, this is going to be a good game. Maple Leafs, Tampa Bay Lightning. You got to keep stop saying game. You say either games or series. I'm it's sorry. more than one game. I know. It's, <laughs> it's not March Madness. I know. <laughs> Come on. Who do you got? It's going to be a fun one to watch, though. Uh, man, I like Tampa. I'm going to go Lightning. You stole my upset in this round because I'm also going Tampa Bay. Yep. I just trust them more. I think Toronto, I think it's still in their head a little bit. Yep. And they could be very well be Bro, the year. But Toronto, anytime, they do playoff runs, man. And that's, but yeah. 
I don't know. I just think Tampa Bay has been a little bit more consistent for me. Okay. So. All right, moving on down to the bottom half of the Eastern bracket. Uh, yeah, Carolina, Hurricane. Sorry, yeah. giving you the win. I'm also going to go Carolina in that one. Uh, so, no doubt about it. And then New Jersey Devil, New York Rangers, New Jersey. You're going with New Jersey. Yeah. I am going to go with the Rangers. You're going to go with that as your upset, huh? New York Rangers over there in the Eastern Conference. Hey, hey, last year they had a run for it too. So I think Patrick Kane provides a little bit of just extra there. Yep. So, all right, moving on over to, and I'll read you off because, I mean, again, we're looking. We're I know we're the same at. So the Avs and the Stars we both have in yes. this matchup. So go ahead. And who do you think will move on to the Western Conference Finals between the Colorado Avalanche and the Dallas Stars? Again, if Stars can actually play defense, they can make it. I'm going to go Stars. Stars says Brendan. Trying to keep as honest and... It's biased, too, but it's if defense doesn't show up, they're screwed. It's 100%. They're... Unless Otter Magic happens again. Yeah. I'm going Stars as well. I think the Stars have been, for the most part, one of the better teams in the West. I think as a one seed, this might be one of the weaker one seeds in terms of that yeah. side of the bracket. 100%. That I've seen. And I think the Stars are the best team. And they have that. Wedgwood back. And I think Stars uh, will win this side of the region and they will punch their tickets to the Western Conference Finals. Yep. So now, again, we're different. But you've got Vegas versus the LA Kings. I've got Vegas versus Edmonton. Who do you have going to the Western Conference Finals Vegas. from that side? So you're going with Vegas. Yep. I you're going to go Edmonton. Disagree. I think Edmonton. Yeah. I think Edmonton's one of those teams that it's a good good pick. I I've really liked them. I think they're they're on a seven game win streak, which is even a longer win streak than the Boston Bru or yeah Bruins are at this point. Yep. And I I really like Edmonton and their momentum that they have right now. So. I'm rolling with the Oilers. I'm not upset with your pick. Like I said, I just think it's going to be that one okay. tragic, all of a sudden loss. All right. Moving on over to the East. Boston. E Boston, I agree. Um, There's I think no questions about it. I have them going to the Stanley Cup. And so There we go. Uh, you can't be that dominant and not yeah. have that expectation. So officially Tampa Bay's dynasty, we're saying, is over at this point. So yeah. they're, they're winning. So yeah. Uh, yes, you have Carolina. Uh, we both have Carolina, excuse yep. me. You have Carolina, New Jersey, whereas I have Carolina, New York Rangers. Yep, and that's where I think New Jersey is going to. So you're going New Jersey? Yep. Okay. Brennan is hot on the devils, as they like to say. I am going with Carolina. I think Carolina, um, I've liked them more in the second half of this year. The devils really started off hot for me, but they've kind of cooled down towards the second half of the year. And I think just the, that when playoffs start kicking in, I think we're going to see it with the start that we saw at the beginning with them. So Okay, I'm rolling I'm roll with uh, Carolina. So just to kind of recap, uh, Brendan has in his quote-unquote NHL Final Four, yep. he has the Stars, the Boston Bruins, the Vegas Golden Knights, and the New Jersey Devils. Myself, I have the Dallas Stars, the Edmonton Oilers, the Boston Bruins, and the Carolina Hurricanes. I already know what yours is going to be set up to be. So I, I, I've been kind of hinting at it, so I would hope it's so. It's not a big shocker for you, so we'll just let you go first. Okay. For me, Dallas Stars, Edmonton Oilers, I think Edmonton. I think they are riding hot. I think they are going to win out the East. I think Connor McDavid and uh, I'm blanking on the other kid's name. They lead the Oilers in scoring, not only just the team, but the NHL as well. I like the run. I like teams that get hot at the right time, and I think the Oilers are doing just that. I have them representing the Western Conference. Over in the East, I do have Boston advancing for the Eastern Conference. They've been the best team all year, which is why I think they will win. 
the NHL Stanley Cup. So shout out the Boston Bruins beating the Edmonton Oilers. I'm going to say in six. I'll say in cool. six. I think Edmonton's good enough to get a couple games on them. So now for you. And again, by C kicks in, uh, Dallas Stars versus Boston uh, and Boston winning the Stanley Cup. Okay. So, but you do have the Stars getting there. Yep. Okay. Boston, Boston. I just, I'm sorry. Boston's just too good. You're too good not to be like, <laughs> dude, because if the Stars make it and somehow manage to beat Boston, that is going to be one of the craziest Stanley Cup wins. It, really, if anyone beats Boston, is going to be one of the craziest things to happen in this playoff. Okay. Run in general. Okay. It's definitely something to look forward to, but I just, I was sitting there maybe trying to like, oh, maybe I can pick this. It, it, it's Boston. No, it's that. It's Boston. I, like I said at the very beginning, I had Boston already winning the Stanley Cup in my mind before we even got there. So fair enough. All right. So that goes, uh, how many games do you have Boston beating the Stars in? Would you say out of seven? I hope it goes to game seven, <laughs> but I don't think it will. <laughs> well, well, give us your prediction, bud. Uh, five. All right. Boston in five. Okay. I'm going to say the stars, you know, they get a game, get a game. They get a game. It's a gentleman's sweep as they like to call it. Yeah. It's a know. gentleman's sweep as they, excuse me, like to call it. Um, how do you feel about your predictions? Uh, <laughs> again the Edmonton thing I'm just hoping for that crazy upset that's why fair enough okay um yeah definitely definitely some different uh different viewpoints but different viewpoints I was gonna say differentials but that definitely wasn't the word I was no, going for so uh yeah that's our predictions well I'm gonna see if I can try to post something on uh good old TikTok the ticker talkers to promote it yeah sweet for those of y'all that Maybe don't know. We have a TikTok. Yeah. Follow it. We have a Twitter. Follow Good that. Instagram as well. Follow yep. that. Uh, at Good Time Sports Pod. So we are working on being active on those. TikTok's been the one that's most active. We're working back on the Twitter. And that's know. baseball's rolling around here. Hockey playoffs. We'll be posting. We'll be posting. So, but speaking of TikTok, I posted also another prediction of mine. And that's only because the NBA playoffs did start today. So I wanted to make sure it was out and official before the play in tournament started. Oh, nice. Well, so, so that's why. Sounds like we should move it on over then we to some NBA playoffs. NBA playoffs 2023. It is time. It is here. Colin, how we feel? Feel good, man. Um, playoffs are here. Playoffs is always a good time, no matter what sport you're into. And yeah, it's not quite how I envisioned it to start the year. In fact, I'm going to have to go back on a pick that I made at the beginning of the year, just because I don't like the draw that this team had. Um, but hey, listen, it's the playoffs. It's going to get wild. It's going to get nutty. And I'm just basically going to go run through the standings briefly, just talk about the disappointment that was the team that I covered this season. Uh, and then we're going to get into the official playoff predictions. And yeah, we're going to see how it goes. Well, let's break it down. All right. So in the Eastern Conference, these are the official standings. Unlike the NHL, the NBA season has concluded. In the Eastern Conference, it goes Milwaukee, 
Boston, Philadelphia. This is the part where you say your line. We're not point. Cleveland! <laughs> there we go. I was reading it, too, and I just didn't think to do it. I was like, where did he stop? And I'm like, oh, my bad. There you go. Uh, New York Knicks. Cleveland, you can still send me a jersey. I can still be bought. <laughs> All right, the fifth seed. Brooklyn Nets, six. Miami, seven. Atlanta, eight. Toronto, nine. Chicago Bulls, ten. Uh, don't need to go over the eliminated teams. Doubles. Doubles. Uh, Denver leads the way in the West. Followed by Memphis, Sacramento, Phoenix, LA Clippers, Golden State Warriors, Los Angeles Lakers, Minnesota Timberwolves, New Orleans Pelicans, Oklahoma City Thunder. This may be part of the reason Andrew decided to take a little sabbatical. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he just needed a little, uh, some rest days. I mean, he's earned some vacation days, I guess. So they're unpaid. <laughs> they're unpaid. They're, they are unpaid. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> but the Dallas Mavericks um, are the first team eliminated in the Western Conference. Uh, obviously. They are under investigation for tanking by the NBA. Hmm. Um, don't like the way that's going to look for them, but they were doing so to really secure a top 10 draft pick, which... Well, you might not have it. They may not, and only time will tell what the findings of the investigation will be and what the punishment will be, so we're not going to speculate. Only they had something to learn from, maybe from, like, maybe, I don't know, the NFL? Uh, they've, they've got a lot of places to learn from, not just the NFL, but yeah. we'll get into it. So the Mavericks, uh, they obviously traded for Kyrie Irving. They were the four seed, and now they finished as the 11 seed. A lot of p people who don't really necessarily follow the team that closely would obviously just point to Kyrie being the problem child. and I think it's coaching. I, I think it's multiple things. I think it's coaching is one. I think Kyrie's a part of it. I think Luca also deserves some part of it for his role in it. And I also believe that... Uh, Luca, that man needed some help. All right, Brendan, I know you don't follow basketball that much, so let me give you kind of the 401 for Luka Doncic. Uh, Luca is a great basketball player. I still think he's one of the greatest basketball players in the world, and he does play on the Dallas Mavericks. However, Luca's had... A nickname given to him. Do you know what that nickname is, sir? Nope. His nickname is Hookah Doncic because that man loves to smoke hookah and among many other uh, tobacco lace products. So he constantly shows up in camp and to the beginning of the uh, season out of shape. He's done that now pretty much since he's entered the league. He's also put on a lot of weight. Apparently, uh, he's a really big fan of sweet tea. Uh, here in Texas, which is very common for folks like you, me, and other people who support it. But as a professional athlete, he apparently drinks it by, quote-unquote, near the gallon full. So his health has kind of been a thing. His uh, lack of attention on the defensive end is the fact that he kind of will complain to referees after a lot of calls during games audibly, uh, not getting back on transition on defense. Again, these are all kind of nitpicky things, some more serious than others, but Luka holds some cat uh, compatibility as well. When you're a player this level of Luka Doncic, the fact that you can't even finish in the top 10 in your own conference is jarring, and he is the best player on the Mavericks team, and he deserves to be held accountable for the Mavericks' lack of success just as much as almost anybody. So it's part of like being a quarterback in the NFL. You, you're going to take the gr greatness along with the blame whenever things go bad, so... Yeah. But fire Jason Kidd. Yeah. Jason Kidd, look, Jason Kidd, people have said that he shouldn't have gotten the job in the first place, that it was more of kind of a legacy hire from the championship team, yada, yada, yada. I think Kidd's going to earn one more year because, again, he was kind of thrown into a weird situation to the point where the, the team was actively tanking the last two games. 
before the season ended. And they're going to give him another year, but I don't see Kidd making it much longer than this past year. Kyrie, will he stay? Will he go? He said he's going to test out for agency, and he didn't do his exit interview that I was there for um, with the Mavericks. So some will pull from that, if you will. And then ownership. Uh, Plain and simple, this team surrounding Luka Doncic and then eventually Kyrie Irving was never good enough to compete to where they were last year, and that falls on... GM and everybody in the front office. So, looking at you, Cuban. Yeah, listen. There's a lot of blame to go around, and I don't think it's just one person. But you know, it never really is. But of course, people are going to blame who they want to blame. Mavericks, they got to fix a lot of crap because the time is ticking down on Luka Doncic's time to potentially think about his future in Dallas. He is under contract for three more years. But listen, we've seen it in the NBA. You know, with longer time given on a contract, a player request, a trade, or to get out of town. Lucas said he was happy in his exit interviews. He doesn't know where the reports came from that he may look to request a trade in a year, but it's something worth monitoring because the Mavericks cannot continue to do this with a player of the caliber of Luka Doncic's uh, tenure, or caliber, excuse me, and expect him to stay. You know? It's, It's just plain frustrating, so... I just had to get that out of the way and off my mind because, yeah, as someone who was covering this team, I was hoping for the best and for them to play as long as they possibly could and for them to not even make the play-in tournament. It's not great. Nope. So, but speaking of the play-in tournament, (laughs) and as we talked about earlier, uh, I did release a TikTok uh, breaking down the play-in tournament and the entire playoffs for each round. I'm going to break them down extensively here so that you can get my full kind of breakdown analysis of each uh, playoff round. Won't be too long, though, because obviously Brennan would probably just zone out the entire time. But we're going to see how this goes. So very quickly, I'm going to run through the playoffs in the National Basketball Association. Starting off with the play-in, just to get those games out of the way, this is a one-and-done tournament. Um, Brennan, are you familiar with the play-in tournament of the NBA? So basically, what happens is, is this, no, was de- this was developed. I shook my head. I should probably. Yeah, you probably just shook your head. Um, basically, what happens is in the play-in tournament, it was established a couple of years ago. Okay. They take teams 7 through 10, and they put them in this little mini tournament um, at the end of the season. What this tournament does is it basically puts these teams in a win-or-go-home situation to determine the 7 and 8 seeds uh, because obviously you can only have 8 seeds in each side of the bracket. So the 9 and 10 will play each other. The 7 and 8 will play each other. The winner of the 7 and 8 gets the 7 seed. The loser then goes into the elimination game. The 9 and 10, the loser gets eliminated. The winner goes into that second uh, do or die game. Okay. And then the winner of that one, obviously, of that second game gets the 8 seed. Uh, Okay. So that's just a little little wrinkle the NBA threw in just to kind of add some drama um, to kind of, it's like an appetizer for the main course, which is the NBA playoffs. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you my pick now. Uh, Cleveland wins it all. So just because they can buy me. Just because. Yep. I just wanted to yell out again. Any Anybody they're going to beat or any other analysis? Or are you just no, that's, that's my analysis. Okay. They just win it all. Okay. Well, let's see how Cleveland how far Cleveland goes in my bracket. So, <laughs> yeah. Colin is the real one we're all listening for here in basketball. Okay. So, breaking this down. Uh, playing tournament, we're just going to run through quickly. Let's um, go for it. Lakers... Minnesota in the 7-8 matchup in the Western Conference. I have the Lakers winning the 7-8 matchup. I think they're getting 
hot at the right time, kind of similar to what I said about the Edmonton Oilers in the mm-hmm. last segment. Uh, this is the best team that they really constructed arguably around LeBron. Um, and I think Anthony Davis is playing like he should be playing all the time. But again, health could be a deterrent for them. But I do think in a one-game scenario, they can damn near beat anybody. So I think the Lakers will move on. Minnesota, by the way, just really quickly here, because it's going to explain my next point. Minnesota, so this last game, they were fighting for their play-in lives, basically, like their seeding lives. Uh-huh. Their player that they just traded an enormous amount of draft capital for, who's not really good, that's a story for another day. I'm Listen, sorry, Rudy Gobert is what he is. He gets into a fight with veteran teammate Kyle Anderson. Uh, words were exchanged, some words that I'm not going to say on the podcast, but you and Andrew, you know, y'all say what y'all want, um, were said. And basically, there was uh, shoves. Some call it a punch. Whatever was thrown. It's uh, real good for your team, right? right before so, a playoff run. Yeah. So one of their more important players uh, is not going to be play because he's suspended for this game. Nice. Uh, their best perimeter defender uh, was mad about a call during halftime and punched a wall as he was walking to the locker room and broke uh, his hand in two different places. What an idiot! And so he's going to be out foreseeably for the foreseeable future. And Why? so that's going to put Minnesota into that second play in tournament. Emotions run high in the NBA. It's, it's a whole circus, but New Orleans, <laughs> I think new Orleans will defeat Oklahoma city. I think Oklahoma city being this play in tournament is a step up. Uh, there's rumors that Chet Holmgren may suit up and play. I don't think that's going to happen. They're going to hold him out for the whole year. Um, and I think Shea will have a great game, but I think new Orleans is just a better team. And I think new Orleans actually as the nine seed will actually dethrone the Minnesota, what's left of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. And, and I think the New Orleans Pelicans will sneak in and get that AC seed for the Western Conference. Um, I don't think Zion personally is going to play in this postseason, but I still think Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum is going to be enough to knock off the Timberwolves. So we'll see. All right. East, east side real quick. Uh, Miami over Atlanta. Miami, I think they are made for situations like this. They are a postseason team. They didn't have the greatest regular season this year. Probably should have been one of the top six teams in the East, but uh, they'll dismantle Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. Who? So you think Miami Heat is heating up? Yes. I had to make the cheesy pun. It was there. Yes. <laughs> so they'll take on Boston. Atlanta, Trey Young. They just made Trey Young available for trade right before the play in tournament. They just announced that they were going to be seeking trades for Trey Young, hey. their best player. So that lets you know the state of that number eight seed. Alrighty. I think Toronto knocks off Chicago. And I think Toronto knocks off the eight seed in Atlanta. I think eight seed is a bad year to be an eight seed. And I'm going with the Raptors to knock off the Atlanta Hawks and they will secure the eight seed against the Milwaukee Bucks. So now that we got that out of the way, we're breaking down. I'm going to try to run through them quickly because obviously we don't want to take up this podcast too much. Denver, New Orleans. Uh, Denver. Me and Andrew have talked about it. We're not high on the Nuggets this year. We don't think that they're as hyped up uh, as they should be. We don't think Nikola Jokic is as good as some people like to make him out to be. They're better than New Orleans. They're the more complete team. They're healthy this year. They've got Jamal Murray. They've got Michael Porter Jr. They are low. They are probably arguably the deepest team, potentially in the West, maybe even arguably in the NBA. I mean, their second team is ridiculous. Like They have depth. Um, we just don't think their top half is mm-hmm. what it claims to be. But... They are good enough to beat whomever gets in this eight seed. Because um, obviously, I don't think the Lakers will get in the eight seed. Um, if the Lakers were there, that could be a different story. But regardless, um, I think in my scenario, I have the Denver Nuggets knocking off the New Orleans Pelicans in pretty pretty uh, 
easy fashion. I'd say no more than five games, probably four. Phoenix, LA Clippers. So Kevin Durant, during his time in Phoenix, hasn't lost. He's suited up. They've won. He hasn't suited up. I mean, they've still been pretty good, but they're not undefeated. But Mm -hmm. um, they're going up against a LA Clippers team while Kawhi Leonard uh, seems to be ready for it. Paul George, his co-star, is going to be out at least for the first round. Probably won't be back till the second round. They would probably not even make it past this matchup, even if they had Paul George. Without him, they are kind of dead men walking. I know Ty Lue is going to get creative. He's one of the best underrated coaches in the NBA, but I just don't think that uh, the Clippers have the firepower or really the foot speed to contend with the Phoenix Suns. I have the Suns advancing for the West. Sacramento, Golden State, light the beam. Sacramento lights the beam. They finally make the playoffs after 16, 18 years, whatever it was. They're running into an absolute just veteran, you know, playoff team in Golden State who they've had their struggles this year, but Golden State, they <laughs> they just they're they're a more experienced. They're knowing what they know what it's like to be in this situation. This is gonna be a learning curve for the Kings. And mm-hmm. they're gonna build upon this. And they've they've got two really talented players in De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis, Mike Brown, a former assistant for the Golden State Warriors, now took over for the Sacramento Kings. I just ultimately think that the Golden State Warriors and their shooting and their just camaraderie, knowing that it's playoff time. I mean, Draymond Green said it himself. There are some 82-game players and there's some 16-game players. And he's a 16-game player, and I think he'll be ready for this matchup. I got the Warriors advancing on. Fair Mi- enough. Memphis Grizzlies take on the L.A. Lakers in the final first-round matchup of the Western Conference Finals. And this was tough for me because I had the Memphis Grizzlies making – the NBA Finals out of the West before the season began in my preseason predictions. Even when Jaw was going through his kind of trepidation uh, in the middle of the season, uh, he went and got himself right. They look like they're on fire, and I could very well be wrong in this prediction. But the Lakers are a really tough draw for the Grizzlies. Yeah. Um, the one thing that the Grizzlies can hang their hand, hang their hat on is they're one of the best pick-and-roll teams in the NBA. The Lakers are one of the worst defending pick-and-roll, so that could be a, uh, something to look out for in this series. But I just think that Anthony Davis playing the way he's playing right now with LeBron kind of gearing up things and kind of just move, maneuvering things around, he's obviously the most uh, experienced player in this series. You know, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, all of them playing their role. I think the Lakers knock off the Grizzlies. And ultimately, this is one of those seasons where you just kind of look at your Grizzlies fan and just be like, what happened? Like, we were so good. We had all this potential. I, I'm, t- I'm choosing veterans over here over uh, youth in this situation, uh, clearly. And I'm, I got the Los Angeles Lakers upsetting the Memphis Grizzlies in the Western Conference first round. Moving over to the East. Again, I'm going to try to run through this so that we can kind of speed this up. Milwaukee over Toronto. Toronto's just not simply at the level of Milwaukee is. Uh, congrats that you made it here. Congrats that you took advantage of Atlanta in the play-in. <laughs> Milwaukee's got the best player in the NBA. They're on a revenge tour. They're going to win. I'll give a game out of respect, but I could easily see it being a sweep, like yeah. a clean 4-0 sweep. Cleveland. 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 Taking on the New York Knicks in the first round. You can still buy me. <laughs> this one will be one of the more entertaining first-round series. Uh, I think they're Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle can give the Knicks some moments, but ultimately... Donovan Mitchell leading the way for Cleveland, I think is going to give them a new identity, a new lease on life. And I have the Cleveland Cavaliers moving on in the first round over the New York Knicks. I'd say probably in six games, but I think the Cleveland Cavaliers 
are the better team in this one. Feel free to send us jerseys, Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers take on the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Brooklyn's been a really heck of a uh, story here after, you know, trading away Kyrie and KD. The fact that they were able to keep a top six seed and stay out of the plan. Mm-hmm. Nothing short of sensational. Mikhail Bridges is one of the more likable guys in the NBA. Uh, Philly's got the MVP. Uh, Joel Embiid's going to win MVP. I think he's going to be a monster in this series. With respect to Nick Claxton, you are not doing anything with Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's going to do what he wants. James Harden won't be asked to do too much. Tyrese Maxey will have some moments. Uh, Philly's the better team. So I'm going to give it to the 76ers. And then that leads me to Boston-Miami. And once upon a time, this was an Eastern Conference Finals matchup between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Very different stories now. I think Miami uh, will lose to the Celtics. I think Celtics are one of the best teams in the NBA. And Miami's going to have to really look at themselves in the mirror and think, okay, where do we go from here? Because we've, I think, exuded all that we could. Jimmy Butler's still going to be great. Jimmy Butler is going to ball out and have his moments, and he's going to really try to inspire the guys. But you're going to sit there and look around and all the others and think, okay, we got to reconfigure this point. Uh, Kyle Lowry isn't what we thought he is. Tyler Hero may not be the star that we thought he was when he was a rookie. Uh, I mean, they'll probably keep Bam out of bio unless it's for an absolute stud, but... Miami, they're going to have some questions this offseason. So that concludes the first round. Uh, Moving on over to the second round, where we have the Denver Nuggets taking on the Phoenix Suns. I've got the Phoenix Suns advancing. I think this is where Denver's road ends. Um, To me, this would signal panic in Denver, uh, potentially, especially if all teams are healthy. But I think the Phoenix Suns, with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, two of the best shot creators and makers in the NBA, with Chris Paul leading the way, his veteran leadership, one of the best point generals in NBA history, mm-hmm. along with DeAndre Ayton just being able to be a body that can contend with Nikola Jokic. Yeah. I think the Suns match up really well with the Denver Nuggets, and I have them advancing to the Western Conference Finals. Moving on over to the other side, the other, excuse me, uh, West semifinal, the Golden State Warriors taking on the LA Lakers. This one was tough for me um, because I could see either team, they both had their struggles this year. They both had their ups and downs. I ultimately went with the Golden State Warriors, the defending champs, because I think in this moment that they know what they are, they know what they have in each other, and I think at this point, Andrew Wiggins, who's going to probably gain his NBA legs back after being gone for so long with a family matter, I think he'll be in shape by the time the season comes around. And you got to think with the Lakers, LeBron in year twenty, Anthony Davis constantly with injury, injury, um, you know, dilemmas of his own. Heck, even D'Angelo Russell's kind of been in and out of the lineup. I think I trust Golden State just slightly more in the spot than I do the LA Lakers. I have the Golden State Warriors advance to the Western Conference Finals. Over in the East, Milwaukee versus Cleveland. I don't like saying this because I know how much Brendan loves the Cleveland Cavaliers. Don't do it to me. Milwaukee Bucks advance. No. Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's wrong. Listen, Drew Holiday alone, you put him on either Donovan Mitchell or Darius Garland, he is severely affecting their night in a not-so-positive way for the Cleveland Cavaliers fans. Brooke Lopez, Giannis, they're going to be able to contend with whatever Evan Mobley or Jared Allen or any of those bigs down in Cleveland can do. And also Chris Middleton, I think, will have a really good series. I think he could have a, a couple of mismatches for the Bucks, and I have the Bucks advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals. And then potentially, as Brennan's got some breaking news here. Uh, okay, so that's an MLB, CBS, kind of whatever. Um, I've got the Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Boston Celtics, and I have the Boston Celtics winning this one. This, to me, could be, the, again, with the Golden State and Los Angeles Lakers, another really good uh, semifinal matchup here. 
but I ultimately picked Boston just because I, I know what I'm getting from Joel Embiid. I don't know what I'm getting from James Harden. I don't know what I'm getting from Tobias Harris. And Tyrus Maxey will, I think, be really good in this series. He's going to have to go up against potentially either Marcus Smart. Uh, he's going to have to go up against potentially Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. The, the Celtics have so many guards that they can uh, throw on the perimeter and really disrupt whatever Philadelphia is trying to do that I think Embiid will be just too much for him. And I have the Boston Celtics moving on into the NBA's version of a Final Four, in which I have the Phoenix Suns versus the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. Don't worry, Cleveland. I have you winning it. Yes. We're well aware. <laughs> Brennan's Team Cleveland. All right. Moving on over to the West. Phoenix versus Golden State. Kevin Durant's former team versus the defending champs. Or, excuse me, I said that wrong. Kevin Durant's former team and the defending champs taking on Kevin Durant's new team and the Phoenix Suns. I have the Suns advancing in this one. I think Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton, Monty Williams, that whole squad, is going to be so motivated realizing that their window and their chance to potentially win a championship, their desire, their hunger is going to be so much greater than Golden State, who's just coming off a season where they just won the championship and they're not playing their best basketball right now. I just, they could get right. They could very well turn into this unstoppable force and Steph just goes absolutely nuclear from behind the arc. But I just think Phoenix's hunger and desperation and determination will be enough to prevail. I've got the Phoenix Suns advancing to the NBA Finals. Over in the East, Milwaukee, Boston. We saw this last year in the East semis. Boston ended up representing the East um, last year in the NBA Finals. Will they do it again this year? I don't think so. I think the Milwaukee Bucks this year with a healthy Chris Middleton, who at times can be the second best player on this Milwaukee Bucks roster, along with Giannis, along with Drew Holiday, giving them all this time. I know they've struggled against Boston uh, during the year so far. I think with time to prepare with for Mike Budenholzer and Giannis and everybody, I think the Milwaukee Bucks have enough brain power and firepower to compete with the Boston Celtics. I have Milwaukee winning in seven games. The fact that they got the one seed was so crucial because I think it will come down to game seven in Milwaukee and I have the Bucks representing the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals where it'll be the Phoenix Suns taking on the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, a rematch from a couple of years ago. This time the Suns added a little firepower and Kevin Durant, will this make the difference? I don't think so. I think Kevin Durant getting them to the NBA Finals, they'll have some moments, they'll be great up there, but I think the overall depth of Milwaukee can kind of uh, drain the power or drain the stamina of the Phoenix Suns. And at this point, I mean, Chris Paul, I don't know, going through this long playoff run, how much he's going to have at the end of the tank. DeAndre Ayton, while he can be effective against Giannis, we saw what he, Giannis did to him in the NBA Finals a couple of years ago. I think Giannis wins his second championship, wins his second NBA Finals MVP, solidifies himself not only as the NBA's best player, which everyone should already know as him as the NBA's best player, solidifies himself as one of the 15 greatest players of NBA history and maybe even further up the list for some people. That is my NBA predictions. Bucks and six. Giannis wins MVP. Yeah, Brendan, you sat through that. I, <laughs> how, do you, how do you think I did from... Your side of things. I think you're wrong. <laughs> Cleveland wins. Cleveland Cavs again. Feel free to get at us. 
I can be bought. And this goes for any NBA team, actually. You know what? Any yeah. NBA team can buy me. You know and what? I will suddenly be talking about you and you alone. Yeah. You know what? I'll I'll make this promise to you right now. You're witness. Okay. They're all witnesses, you too. If the Cleveland Cavaliers win the NBA championship, mm-hmm. I will personally buy you and myself Cleveland Cavalier jersey. Sure. To Let's wear do on it. a podcast. We will do it. That, that is that is a verbal contract that I just spewed That's right what there. what I heard. Okay. Cleveland Cavaliers, they win the NBA championship. I am buying yourself and myself some jerseys. You like that? I'm all for it. Okay. Andrew, you don't get one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Andrew, you weren't here. Sorry. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Um, that's going to imagine we, he just doesn't like listen to this episode for whatever reason. He just shows he just up one day. Like, he's, like, like, he's, like, he's like, what? We, got, we should, should just see if he even says anything. Um, but anyways, that is my NBA predictions. You can go check out the shortened version of that on TikTok. Yeah, that is, uh, that's everything. Um, Man, that, that really about covers today's podcast too, for the most part, besides stay in sports. We've talked baseball. We've talked hockey, we've talked UFC, we've talked golf, NFL, and really, it's been a good day. It's been a really good day. So, we got to wrap it up, though. Let's move on over to this day in sports. This day in sports. As we do on every podcast, will you like to finish this out on this day in sports? If this is your first time listening, we go back, look at history on what happened today in sports. As of today, as in April 11th. So, on this day, April 11th, 1962, New York Mets make a losing debut. On this day... Back in 2010, the 74th edition of the U.S. Masters Tournament, Augusta National, Phil Mickelson wins his third green jacket by three strokes from England's Lee Westwood. It's a good one. On this day in 1996, Detroit Red Wings become second NHL team to win 60 games in a season. Not to be outdone by this year's Boston Bruins, of course. Yep. On this day, and it is so freaking funny, that this is on this day. On this day in 2000, MLB Pacific Bell Park, now known as Oracle Park, in San Francisco, California, and Comerica Park in Detroit, Michigan, open. Oracle Park, baby. We are going. I will make it to Oracle Park eventually. <laughs> and I mean, you are coming with me. We need me. to go to every park. We do. I'm saying we are especially going to that one. On this day in 1965, 29th U.S. Masters Tournament, Jack Nicholas wins his second of his six Masters titles. I have to be humble today. On this day in 1990, MLB California Angels, Mark Langston and Mike Witt no-hit Seattle and win 1-0. to That hurts. I had to be honest. I had to put it out there. Well, we will end it off with, on this day... 1975, Hank Aaron returns as a Milwaukee player in an off-season trade from the Atlanta Braves for them to beat the Cleveland Indians 6-2. to 
Good old Hall of Famer, Hank Aaron. Good old Hall of Famer. As always, I'm Brendan Carson. I was hosting today. Joined by me, Colin Brown. Behind, I guess, the booth, even though we don't really have a booth yet. Behind, behind production. There we go. I like behind the booth, though. It sounds a lot more It does. Mysterious. It does flow. So, it sounds better. It does. Behind the booth, Colin Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Get at us. Follow us on Twitter, TikToks, Instagram, wherever you can really find us at on social medias. Also, give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. Listen to our podcast wherever you can. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your dog, even. Feel free to play it for your dog if you don't really like to listen. At least let it play so your dog can hear our lovely entertainment. As always, Brendan Carson, Colin Brown, peace.